Hi, this is Anne DeSantis. I'm here with Fiat Ministry Network to present to you A Time for Compassion, stories of faith, perseverance, and encouragement. So please stay with us over the next hour and 15 minutes for awesome guest speakers who will encourage you during this time of the COVID-19 crisis. Please also, I invite you to subscribe to Fiat Ministry Network as well as my own YouTube channel. And this is also on Facebook Live too. So I'll see you at the end, which is when I'll be giving my talk. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Mike Provenzano. I am a father of four boys, a, an actor, model, voiceover artist, and a, a spokesperson. Um, I've joined the entertainment industry about four years ago. Um, but today, that's not what this is about. Today it's about how do we um, inspire people to be hopeful in this, the situation we're living in right now. And for starters, first and foremost out of everything, I thank God for allowing us to be here and that we have an opportunity to um, take action during this quarantine time. And, you know, I look at what God does for us and he allows all of us to succeed and fail to learn from what we do. But my opinion is that he puts us in situations that he knows we can handle and learn from. And that uh, I think is super important. Um, but what I want to talk today a little more about is um, hope. And for me as an actor, everything shut down, right? And we all know that a lot of businesses closed down and people aren't working. So, um, for me, I had the opportunity to start doing a little bit of work from home, which was just an awesome feeling. So I was able to do a, an Instagram series where I was involved with a couple episodes. And the cool thing about that was we were able to film it from individual homes and display it for everybody to, to see. So I was lucky enough to be chosen for, uh, for that. And from that, after that, I decided, you know what, I want to start creating my own stuff and I want to be involved with the creation. And uh, so a friend of mine, Rich Hankles, and I decided to start doing some stuff together. So there was only two requirements that had to we had to hit each time. One, it was to get other actors like ourselves um, acting and being creative and, and getting their juices flowing and doing things. The second was it had to make people happy and smile and give them the ability to forget about what's going on, even for five minutes, 10 minutes at a time. And that, um, that's it. That was all that we wanted to do. So we created a Zoom meeting um, about technology using six actors to um, poke some fun at uh, people trying to use the technology as everyone is. And uh, it turned out really great. Uh, people have responded to it very nicely, saying that they laughed at it and all that stuff. And that's all we wanted to, we wanted to do. Uh, from there, we created a new one uh, called Quarantine Island. And that is um, another one, the same, uh, uh, the same things that we want to get out of it is actors acting and people forgetting about what's going on in the world. And so far, we've been able to accomplish that. Um, so my point is, is that we are all able to choose what we're going to do um, during this downtime. So the next thing, it's, I, I decided I want to keep creating, keep creating, keep creating any way that I can. So we created the From a Distance Film Festival. Uh, Gabby Fay and I are the co-founders of it. And it is an online film festival that allows anyone that has a short film to submit it to our, our website. From there, anyone around the world that has access to it can view the films and then they can vote on their favorites. At the end of the month, uh, we're going to have a, an award ceremony recognizing the top five films, which should be a blast. So, um, but why am I telling you all this? It's all because while we're going through what we're going through, we all have um, those opportunities to take action in some form um, or fashion. Mine is in the acting world and trying to do things to, to spur positivity. And I feel that when we do things to help others, it, it comes back to us tenfold. And we all know that when we focus on things, we get stuff done. Now, I'm sure, like, like me, 
you're probably at home and you're getting a ton of projects done that you uh, typically would never have time to do, or you're not. And if you're not, I, I um, challenge you um, after you watch this series uh, today is to get up and pick one thing to do. Just one. You don't have to do a lot. You only have to do one thing at a time. And then when you're finished doing what you did or what you set out to do, revel in the enjoyment of you have finished something. From there, do it again and do it again. And little by little, you'll find yourself um, feeling good about the fact that you got some things done that were on your list to do. Um, but you're not focused on all the negativity that's going around with the coronavirus right now. And if you do that, it's amazing how much better you'll feel, no matter the circumstances, um, no matter the challenges that you're, you're facing. And the one thing I feel blessed about is that I'm here. I get to talk about this. I'm healthy. My kids are healthy and everybody in our house is healthy. Um, and um, while it's challenging, it is rewarding. And we all look forward to when the, the uh, things open up and we get to go outside and we don't have to worry about social distancing anymore. But until then, pick something that you want to do that will have an impact on your life and on somebody else's life. Uh, I also recommend praying daily, and it helps when you do. Uh, for starters, when you release your challenges to God, He hears you. He does. Maybe He doesn't execute in your time, but He knows the right time to take action for you, and you may not even realize that it's happening. So focus on what you can do. Focus on the changes you can make. Um, be generous with your time, because obviously right now we, a lot of us are challenged with um, our finances and that fact that we can't really give the way we'd like to or we have in the past. So since that's something we can't, um, uh, we can't control right now, what you can control is putting a smile on someone else's face. And if you can do that, um, you will feel blessed. You will feel rewarded from doing that. So that's my message today. It is, there is hope. Uh, there is, we do know that we are going to overcome this at some point in time. It's just a matter of when, it's not if. And since that is going to occur, look forward to that coming. Um, it, things like, things are, are progressing um, the way I guess they should be right now. Um, but I think that we're going to be back to uh, full force soon. And when that does happen, things are going to open up. I think things are going to explode. It's just a matter of when. So enjoy the time that you have with your your um, your family, uh, spend some time online with uh, the Zoom meetings and that type of stuff to connect with other people. Um, enjoy the time that we have, but understand that be focused about where you want to go. Relax, meditate, whatever it is that you do that helps you. Focus on what will make you happy long-term, uh, knowing that this is going to end. And when it does, floodgates are going to open up. I think a lot of business is going to take off. There are businesses that are going to feel um, the, the loss from this. But you, no matter where you end up, is where you were meant to be. So always remember that. And my thoughts and prayers go out to you and your families, uh, no matter what's going on, whether it's a good scenario or, or a tougher scenario. And I hope this message finds you well, and God bless. Thanks. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Hey everyone, what's going on? Uh, this is Robert Ben. Normally I start off with, this is actor Robert Ben. Well, I can't, not right now. Right now I'm just Robert Ben. I'm just a, a medical worker who's working in the field.
I'm a person who's helping to help people survive. I'm here to help you at this time. I'm here to show compassion and love and show that we don't give up. That we keep pushing and pushing and pushing until we find a cure for this to make you better, to make you live longer, to make you survive. This coronavirus has been a, um, a wake-up call to most. Okay, it's a wake-up call. It's a, it's something to think about, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not racial. It affects everybody around the world. The most important thing you can do right now is stay home. I know you heard that. I know you're getting tired of doing that, and I know you would rather just be outside with everyone else. I understand. I would too. But. Just because everyone wants to open things up in every different state, and I know we didn't find a cure yet, I wouldn't do it. That's me personally. I wouldn't do it. Because I don't want next week or two weeks to come and find out I have it. So I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep staying online. I'm going to keep doing what i got to do to help save you and help save the family members that you love and that's someone that you love. I'm going to keep on doing it. I would give my life up in a heartbeat to save another. So I'm here to save your life. And I hope, and I talk about the hope and compassion that I have for people. And I want you to have hope too. Have faith. That's all we got. I love you. Have a good night. Have a good day. And I'll see you later. Let's keep this going. Stay home. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Hi, everybody. I uh, was asked to contribute to this um, talk. So the talk is about compassion. And... We've had a lot of time to think about compassion. And number one, I just want to praise God for his mercy and compassion. God is merciful. He's compassionate. And he's caring. So it is recording, yes. <laughs> I, um, I realized, because I'm a Catholic, that it's been... 35 days it'll be almost 40 days it's probably like 36 days since i last went to mass physically and received the lord in the blessed sacrament and so the first thing about compassion is i'm com god is so compassionate because i have never in my life deliberately missed mass actually so um his compassion and his mercy endures forever, allowing me to still live and move and have my being on this earth, you know, with him. Because receiving him, I say that because for me, is life itself. We as Catholics believe that we're receiving the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's not just, just because we're Catholics, it's actually the truth. It's, it's just the truth, we are receiving my viewpoint and what, you know, we care about everybody. Uh, we have to care about people that are, we care about the people that are dying. We care about the, the families that are going through these horrible uh, times with, you know, people dying and not being able to bury them, you know, as Catholics and as Christians. 
we love life and we, we care about life from the moment of conception until we place them back to Mother Earth in the ground. And we actually continue that and we pray for the souls of these people as well. So I'm praying for people's souls. I'm praying for mine. I'm praying for forgiveness. I'm praying for patience. I'm praying for love. I'm praying for understanding. And I'm thanking God for letting me see that, for letting me experience his compassion in my everyday life with my husband, with my children, that I'm only getting to see my grandchildren, my children, only being able to see them in our weekly Zoom meetings. Now we have Zoom meetings and praise God for that. I figured out how to use all these things so that we can, you know, still have that family time. Um, the Lord wants us to uh, enter into a place with him of compassion for ourselves and for trusting in him. Because that's really all we have right now. We only have trust. We can only trust in God's mercy and forgiveness and his compassion and love for us. Whether we see it or not, whether we feel it or not, you know, we could be alone. We can be afraid. We keep thinking, oh, this is going to be over any minute, but it's not. It's been going on now for 40 days. You know, it's like, what? We never thought in America, because we are so privileged in America, even if you're waiting in a line for food. 40 days ago, you were not waiting in a line. You were a privileged American. And this stuff just didn't happen to you. It was okay for it to be in China and Korea and all those poor people in India and Africa and all those places where we always thought we were so much better off. And now here we are, standing in line, waiting to go even into our, you know, exclusive places like Trader Joe's and Hope. We're waiting in a line in the rain <laughs> and some, you know, waiting in the senior line or the regular line waiting till they count out the 30 people or how many people they're allowing in the store. You're like, what? <laughs> but you have to wait in line if you really want that food, right? Or waiting for a box to be handed to you as you wait in line. So all of a sudden, there's no difference be between the haves and the have-nots and the rich and the poor. We're all the same right now. You know, we're all in need of self-compassion and of compassion for others. You know, that compassion becomes, you know, prompted <laughs> by our awareness of our failings and our shortcomings and our humanity and our privilege and our selfishness. And all of a sudden, we're in need of compassion. Our acceptance of the situation that we're in. The all of a sudden, we can't just, we're off. Oh, some people are pro protesting. Open the gates. Open the country. Open my state. Open my bar. <laughs> yeah, no. God loves obedience even more than sacrifice. Let's learn something from this, please. Let, let's not, I hate to say this, this might be preparation for something even worse. Worse than this? I don't know. Whoever thought we were gonna have this? What is this? So let's learn to be still and to go inside and to really pray? What, 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 pray? And what is that? What's prayer? Prayer is just being still and being quiet and knowing 
Like every alcoholic knows, every drug addict knows, anybody in recovery knows that there is a being, a force greater than ourselves in this world that's giving us life and breath and hope. There is a being that created you. You did not create yourself. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you did not. So, your father, who created you, is trying to get your attention. So be still and listen. And listen with compassion for yourself, for your children, for your mates. But I'm again reiterating, for yourself. Because love really does cover a multitude of sins. So that forgiveness and that compassion must come from within in order for it to come out to others. So yeah, be still, go to the bathroom, close the door, lock the door, whatever you got to do. And just wait because God is talking to us and he's having compassion upon us. He really is. So I love you. Because I'm first understanding how to love myself. That's the only way I can love anybody else. That's the only way you can love anybody else. Thank you. Well, the St. Raymond Unitas Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith is an expression and an application from the Mercedarian Religious Order. And what we do is outreach to families in crisis and our initial mission is to families and individuals affected by divorce and separation. We're doing special outreach right now online. What we're doing is we are uh, having these monthly online support groups for uh, you know, individuals who are affected by divorce and separation. The divorce group is on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we have another group at the end of the month, the last Thursday of each month, and that's at 8 o'clock at night, uh, Eastern Standard Time, for adult children of divorce. The focus of those groups are prayer, reflection, sharing in a safe place, and also attended by a Mercedarian friar and myself, and guided by the teachings of the church. Hey everyone, I am Kendra Von Esch and I'm going to spend the next 10 minutes with you sharing about compassion. The thing that I thought I had in spades most of my life, which I did not at all. So let me explain what I'm talking about. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Climb that corporate ladder and look like this, talk like this, be like this, and then the world will accept you. So my entire life, I was on a diet. I was even bulimic for a portion of it. And then when I was old enough, I started drinking because I was so insecure with myself. I started smoking pot and I got addicted to it. But yet I kept thinking, this is what life is all about. Just keep going. Maybe it's money that's going to make you happy. So I kept climbing the corporate ladder when I got out of college and I finally got to the top, right? I wasn't a CEO, but I was at the board, the boardroom table. I was a chief information officer and I've made it. According to what this world said would make me happy, I should be like, you know, rolling in it right now, rolling in the happiness. 
but it was even worse. My insecurity and the comparison to others and how much they had and what they did and I fell into materialism. My God was money and my job. It was my identity. I couldn't wait till somebody asked me what I did for a living. I could tell them and brag and be filled with pride. This is what it is. And then I just accepted that, you know what? This is life. It's not supposed to be peaceful and joyful and loving and la 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 la. It's not supposed to be that. So party hard, work hard because that's it. And then you die. That was pretty much my idea. So wrong. For 42 years, I believed that lie. And then my dad went in for quadruple bypass surgery and I started praying. Now you might be thinking, praying, what? Where did that come into play? Well, I always had a bit of a prayer life. And when I say that, I'm laughing because all it was was a one way asking train to God. God, will you give me this? God, will you give me that? And in the end, I had no relationship with him. I was a confirmed Catholic. I went to CCD, didn't learn a thing, hated mass. My family never practiced. We only went to um, Christmas and Easter. We were those priesters. And then when I went on on my own and I moved out, I never went to any kind of church service for like 20 plus years. Because why do I need God? Not even for Christmas and Easter, by the way. Why do I need God? Because according to this life, I pretty much got it all going. So I'm good. And then I started praying for my dad and he was going in for surgery. And that was me opening the door a little bit, teeny tiny little bit for God. And he came busting through, busting through. My dad comes out of the surgery doing great. I end up going back to um, the Catholic church. I stepped foot in there all by myself. My family's not on the journey. My husband's looking at me like I've got three heads. Like, who are you? You know, you don't expect me to go to this mass thing with you, do you? My family's not doing it, right? I'm all by myself. I walk into the church. And then the following weekend, I walk into confession after being gone for 26 years with many, many mortal sins on my soul. And I had a life-changing supernatural experience in there. I thought I was going to get a butt whooping, but it was so loving, so beautiful that I cried and I had this waterfall of peace fall over me and my whole body was tingling and peaceful. I floated out of that church and everything changed. This is where the compassion came into my life. I started seeing people differently. I started seeing Jesus in them. Compassion means having pity or taking concern on people's sufferings or circumstances. So when you look at someone and you don't know what's going on in their life, how everyone's broken everyone, including myself right now, even though God has come in into my life and changed so many things, everyone is struggling with something. Everyone is broken. Everyone has like trauma in their past, family life issues, current situation issues. I mean, you got to just face the fact that everyone is going through something. So when I was turning away from that person in the hallway who I didn't really like, I felt myself being drawn to them. Maybe they need some love. And then I found myself not talking about people, stopping the, po the politics, right? Stopping the talking about those folks behind closed doors, starting to be kind and generous and patient. My husband saw such amazing transformations in me. Like, who are you? I said, this, I am going to take every moment of this and continue to just ask him to give me more, give me more gifts of the Holy Spirit, give me more patience and kindness so that I can get out and love people. And that was finally when I decided to leave my executive career and go share what God has done in my life, that there is a better way to live on this earth. And oh, let's not forget about salvation, but that Jesus who I didn't even know, by the way. I thought Jesus was just God's son. I didn't know he was God. This is how uncatechized I was. Has changed so much in my life. I'll speak on the faith and write on the faith, and you can hear a little bit more in my book, Am I Catholic? A struggle with faith, humility, and surrendering to God. 
I didn't come to the Catholic Church kind of like, ooh, let's go. <laughs> I mean, as a matter of fact, I was like, ooh, bigots. Those Christians in general are boring, you know? And I am so shocked. Nobody is more surprised at the graces that God has put into my life. The healing from my addiction to marijuana after 20 plus years, the healing from watching pornography. Yeah, I'm going to go there. The healing from caring for people and loving people in a way that I can't even imagine. I don't have any worry about what people think of me anymore. That's like freedom on high. I used to think and put my value and my worth in what you would think of me, not what God would think of me. So he's given me the courage to get out there and share all of my shameful and horrific past because he has healed me. He's transformed everything in my life. And to be honest, I can't keep it to myself. I am called through his grace, through his courage that he's given me to get out there and tell everyone, stop the madness. There's a better way. Get rid of the shame, the guilt, Forgive that person. Get rid of that resentment, which is just poison to you. And I'm telling you, I had to forgive certain people in my life, like my own brother, who I hated for many years. And our life is so different because of the compassion and the love that God has given me. I had nothing to do with it. I just asked him to come into my life. And wouldn't you like that? Wouldn't you, if you're not there and you're harboring this anxiety, this worry, this fear, this shame. All you have to do is say this. Repeat after me. Jesus, come and get me. I want to know you. I don't know if you're real, but I want what she's got. I want that love, that peace, and that joy that I know can only come from some miracle because I've tried it in drugs. I've tried it in food. I've tried it in alcohol. I've tried it in pornography, prom promiscuous behavior. I've tried it in to find this love, this peace, this joy in other people. And it doesn't, it, compassion is something that comes from the heart. So while you're out there searching for something more, go to the Lord, go to Jesus Christ, but also remember that everyone is going through something. So before you have that rash judgment, Try to be a little compassionate. Give them a smile and some love because that is what they need. Trust me, we all do. Amen. Have a blessed and inspired day. Go to my website, KendraVonash.com. Send me some notes and let's walk the journey together. God bless you. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Monthly Video Series featuring engaging Catholics who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Hi, good day. Welcome to Jade Organic Salon. I'm Sharice, and this is my salon and stage to enhance beauty from within. I set up the salon today with a mannequin head <laughs> next to me because I miss you all so much. I miss touching your hair. I miss being with you. And work just isn't the same without you. This is just hair without life. You make a difference. Thank you all for creating and making my job so very special. I miss our daily chit chats. As we begin your appointment, I want us to set our intentions for positivity that radiates from within. I'd like for you to get comfortable. Sit up straight with your feet flat on the floor, much like you do here at the salon. I begin each appointment with a consultation all about you as a client. I'm now inviting you to do an exercise with me. Would you like to please join me in taking a breath and preparing us? I would like to invite you to close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. 
expand your belly with every inhale and expel any negativity, stress, anxiety that you might be having, or tension with every exhale. And we're gonna do this with three breaths. And let's begin. Think about all the wonderful things you have to be grateful for. Think about how lucky we are to have a life so great that makes putting on, on hold so hard. You can open your eyes when you're ready. There you go, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Three breaths, three people. Now, as we open our eyes, we feel that new perspective and positivity and gratitude. We want to remind ourselves that we are in complete control of our thoughts, feelings, and actions. As we work our way through your appointment today, I'd like to develop a map. Where will we start? How will we get there? I now want to focus again on relaxation. As you close your eyes again, I want you to imagine a space, a space that's tranquil and soothing. Maybe the beach or a meadow, or maybe on top of a mountain. Feel that calmness through every muscle, bone, and cell in your body. Think and visualize how it feels in the salon when you're getting your hair washed. The gentle touch and massage on your scalp. The warm water running through your hair. The feeling of clean hair with our healthy products. The warm tail around your neck that is gently wrapped around your head, just as Jesus wraps you in his loving arms. At your own pace, open your eyes. What just happened for you? What were you able to create in just a few moments? Being able to take charge of the situation and space feels good, doesn't it? No matter how things appear on the outside, God lives inside of us. He's here for support. So put your faith in him. And he tells us he will deliver. And he shows us. Remind yourself that you have a choice in the matter of life. Remind yourself that God has a wonderful path for each one of us. Together we are learning how to use the tools that he gave us at this time. In the Bible, Psalms 46, verse 1 to 3, it reads, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in every trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. We need to remember that no matter how scary things might seem, or how hairy things might get, you can always gain control from within. It all starts with the slow and controlled breathing. Hmm. There's no limit to living life to the fullest. Use this time. We have permission. I invite you to breathe in the marvelous spring and have compassion, positivity, and gratitude. Every day tap into that space. Take a breath, have a conversation with the Lord. We're not able to smile because we're wearing masks, but what we are able to do is do a wink, a God wink. So now I leave you, and I look forward to seeing you here again at Jade Organic Salon. All my love and blessings go out to the world at this time. Bye for now. When you're down and troubled and you need some love and care and nothing, nothing is going right.
close your eyes and think of me and soon i will be there to brighten up even your darkest night close your eyes and think of me and soon i will be there to brighten up even your darkest day winter spring summer or fall be there you got a friend patchwork heart ministry and fiat ministry network invite you to discover your mission a brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a person, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Hey everybody, Bill Snyder here. I'm the founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry. Just want to thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this conference. I'd like to give a quick shout out and thanks to Ann DeSantis for inviting me to be part of it. Uh, now, I'm real excited to share with you my story of perseverance, faith, and hope with you today. And uh, my story happened back in 2009. I was a recent college graduate out of college only for two years. I graduated from the University of Scranton in 2007 and I made some amazing college friends that, you know, college friends that last with me through an entire lifetime. I uh, have danced at their weddings, they've danced at mine. It's been a great, great journey. But early in our uh, recent graduation uh, status, I guess you could say, we um, decided that we would spend a weekend in Chicago. I live out here in Wisconsin now, and my college buddies uh, are all scattered around the country. They were living on the East Coast at the time. And so they said, oh, we're going to come out and spend the weekend with you in Chicago. The Phillies are playing the Cubs. We can go catch a game. And me being a Phillies fan, I didn't really need my arm to be twisted that much. Uh, the catch a game at Wrigley Field, hang out. Uh, and whatnot for the weekend in Chicago, let them see the sights and everything. So we did that. And one of the things that they wanted to do while they were down in Chicago was to take a Segway tour. But I have some physical limitations and I really cannot ride a Segway. Didn't want to hold them up though from riding the Segway. Uh, and I said, you guys go ahead. I'll figure out something to do for the next three or four hours. I'll be fine. Uh, you know, it's Chicago, there's plenty to do. And this uh, Segway tour left from Navy Pier. And uh, if you know anything about Navy Pier, there's a big Ferris wheel. They've got plenty of entertainment during the summer uh, on, on the weekends down there. A nice beer garden, beer, uh, bands play down there and whatnot. So I figured I'd keep myself entertained. Um, so I hit one of those Wi-Fi hotspots back then. I didn't have the data plan on my cell phone. Uh, but I was just scrolling through, uh, listening to some music and uh, maybe having a sandwich at uh, the Billy Goat Tavern down there, and, uh, and I stumbled upon uh, Holy Name Cathedral uh, on, my, on my iPod. Like, hey, I'd never been to Holy Name Cathedral. Uh, one of the things I love to do uh, as, as a Catholic is I love to, uh, when I visit a new city, go to a baseball uh, stadium and, and, and see the baseball team, and I also like to go see the, the cathedral. And now my college buddies probably were not all that interested or wanting to take the side trip out to Holy Name Cathedral, but I was and they were gone. So I figured oh, I'll just walk over there. Uh, we didn't have Uber yet or anything like that. So I figured I'm just going to walk over. It's like a 45 minute long walk. Oh, these guys are gone for the next four hours. I'll be fine. Uh, take a, take a stroll down Michigan Avenue, find, find, um, Holy Name Cathedral. It's going to be perfect. So I began my journey. I walked out uh, looking, you know, just kind of enjoying the day. Uh, and, I, and I hit Michigan Avenue at that point. And I was looking around and I saw this big steeple. I figured, well, that must be Holy Name Cathedral. Uh, couldn't reroute my GPS. I had lost the Wi-Fi signal that was back at Navy Pier. And I figured, all right, well, I'm going to go check this out. So I uh, walked up to the building and uh, on the front of it, it said St. James Episcopal Cathedral. I'm like, well, hey, I made it to a cathedral. I want to go in and check out this uh, this cathedral anyway. So I, I walk in uh, to the to the you know vestibule of the of the parish, and uh, and 
I see three sets of doors, you know, and, and I'm like, all right, that are leading into the, into the nave or whatever. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go up. I pull on the first set of doors and they're locked. The middle set, I, I yank on those and they're locked. And I'm like, all right, well, they're probably not going to be the third set, but I'll yank on them anyway. Uh, what I didn't see uh, in the corner of the vestibule was a 300-pound uh, homeless man uh, sleeping on a bench. And uh, as I pulled on the third set of doors, I awakened him from his nap. Um, and I was like, oh, oh, geez, I got to get out of here. Uh, you know, it's that initial reaction, like I don't want to get caught uh, talking to, to a, a homeless guy. Uh, and, and so I, I quickly turned around and walked out the, out the church and, uh, right before he, uh, right before I made it all the way out, he stopped me. He said, young man, do you have $20 to lend a guy in need? <laughs> now I had some money in my pocket and, uh, you know, being a vacation weekend, um, before I could even turn around, the Holy Spirit put words in my mouth, and then he made them come out. Um, I said, yes, I do have $20, and I'll be happy to give that to you. But how would you like to go to lunch? Now, Albert uh, was this gentleman's name, and he was, as I said, 300 pounds. He also happened to be a black man, and I am a pasty white boy, um, you know, 20 some years old, like 24 years old, staring up at this guy. And he was big. He carried a big, huge uh, duffel bag with all of his life's possessions in it. And he picked it up and he said, I'd love to go to lunch. <laughs> For a few minutes, I was hoping that he was going to say no. And I was just going to hand him $20 and walk out. But he said yes. And so I was like, a little bit scared, but I'm going to do it. Let's go to lunch, Albert, I said. And, and uh, he, uh, he knew a place right around the corner that, it, that was a you know, place we could go. It was a little food court uh, with a bunch of different options like Subway and Wendy's or whatever was in this little food court. And so what we did was we sat at one of these little aluminum tables and um, I said, any place you want to go in here, Albert, you pick it, man. And so he said Subway. We went over, we got our Subway sandwiches and we came and we sat back down at this little uh, aluminum table. And um, it was probably the most incredible lunch I've ever had in my life. And let me tell you, I've had a lot of uh, business lunches. I've eaten with a lot of impressive people in my life, or at least I'd like to think so. But there was no one more impressive than Albert. To this date, nobody more impressive than him. And I'll just share with you this. Um, during our conversation, and you could tell uh, throughout our conversation, he had some serious uh, mental impairment. He was not all there. He was not all. But during his conversation, he asked me if I believed in Jesus. <laughs> and I said, yes. I said, I, at the time I was a youth minister. I said, yes, Albert, I'm a youth minister. And I am um, not know where I would be without Jesus. <laughs> I want you to let that sink in just for a minute. Would you? A homeless man said, I don't know where I would be today without Jesus, but I would be worse off without him. That was the bottom line of his conversation with me. He would be worse off than sleeping on a bench, than uh, looking for money, than starving hungry. He would be better off uh, if he had Jesus and he knew that. To me, that is an amazing thing. Today, I still reflect on that. I still think about that a whole lot in my life. And the compassion that he had for me to just even ask if I believed in Jesus. Because I'm pretty sure if I said no, 
He was going to tell me about his relationship with Jesus. And, you know, he did share his relationship with Jesus with me, but he was going to evangelize me if I didn't know about him. <laughs> now, how incredible is that? It, it is something that I carry with me to this day, and I hope that you'll carry with you and reflect on with you. During these times of COVID-19, we need to have incredible compassion. Part of that compassion is asking our friends if they believe in Jesus. And if not, sharing with them the hope and the faith that we have so that they can persevere and they can come through these times with a greater faith. So thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of this uh, conference. And I just encourage you, if you'd like more from my ministry or from me, uh, to head over to the uh, website patchworkheart.org. Very simple, uh, patchworkheart.org. It's probably printed on the bottom of your screen. Um, I encourage you to listen to our podcast, the Sewing Hope podcast, and also Young Catholics Respond. Uh, that's uh, just some ways that we do some outreach uh, and, and whatnot. And so if you'd like to join our ministries, really encourage you to do so. But thank you so much uh, for being a part of this, and God bless you all. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Hi, thank you so much for joining A Time for Compassion. I hope you have enjoyed the speaker so far. And my name is Anne DeSantis. I'm the director for the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith, where we help families in crisis. And we specialize in helping families that are affected by divorce and separation. In addition to that, I'm also a 55-plus model and actress from the greater Philadelphia area. But even more importantly, I'm a wife and a mom of two awesome daughters that are now in their 20s. So uh, that's a little bit about me. You can also go to my own personal website at andesantis.com and learn a little bit more about me and my life. And I invite you to connect with me. So my talk is going to be about um, encouragement. Encouragement for all of us during this time of the COVID-19 crisis. And the name of this whole presentation is the time for compassion. And I think that's where it all begins. It all begins with having compassion, not only for ourselves and the people that we're in the same house with and living our families, but also for everyone, because everyone's going through, through a difficult time right now. So uh, praying for the people that really need our prayers and being there for them is just really important, I think. So I thought I would start out with um, where does compassion begin? And I have a reflection and also a meditation um, from St. Teresa of Calcutta that says, love begins by taking care of the closest ones, the ones at home. So I think that although we are in a place that we are surprised that we're here, uh, what's going on, when will we, we be able to go back to normal life? But God has us where we are for a reason, to be with the people that he wants us to be with right now. So my prayers goes out, goes out to all families and individuals who are going through tough times right now, but also enjoy the time that you have with the people that are there right with you. I think that's where compassion all begins. Um, on top of that, another place that we can find compassion and meet people who are um, like-minded with us in faith is a church. And you know, the church isn't just the, our church communities where we go, to uh, celebrate mass or church services. Um, it's a worldwide community um, that we're all part of. And being Catholic, you know, the word Catholic means uh, universal, is, uh, you know, we're part of one big family. So I think when we go through tough times, 
uh, we, we, we call on our family members for prayer and encouragement and friendship. So another uh, meditation that I have um, is one that says the church must be a place of mercy, freely given, where everyone can feel welcomed, loved, forgiven, and encouraged to live the good life of the gospel. And that's from our Holy Father, Pope Francis. And we all know that our Holy Father has also been through a trial recently with what has happened in the church and uh, in Rome and, and how this coronavirus has affected uh, all of us and it's affecting this country right now. So um, I invite you, I invite everyone watching this to say a prayer for people who are in need. Uh, there's never been a greater time to lift up your prayers. Um, and also, I would invite you to connect with me through the foundation that I work with. As I said, it's called the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. And you can go to nonatus.org. It's spelled N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S.org. And that's for St. Raymond Nonatus. We were formed through a religious order. It's called the Mercedarians Order of Mercy. And you can learn about them also at orderofmercy.org. You can learn about our Mercedarian friars. And um, as a matter of fact, the fourth vow of the Mercedarian friars is the willingness to give their lives for those who are in danger of losing their faith. And I think we're at a time right now in our country and in the world where a lot of people are in danger of losing their faith. So let's never forget to lift up those prayers for everyone who needs them right now. Um, another one uh, meditation that I have is also from St. Teresa of Calcutta, my, one of my favorites, Mother Teresa. And she says that no color, no religion, no nationality should come between us. We're all children of God. And that message is for anyone watching that, you know, what it really means to be Catholic is that we love people, love them where they are. Um, you know, we know that we have the, the gifts of the church and the sacraments and the Eucharist, but we also have love to give. We have mercy to give to other people. And, and you know, they will be catechized. You know, there's a lot of catechesis that's available in the church and in the catechism of the Catholic Church and so many wonderful evangelists uh, in our church. But we start with love. We start with compassion. And I think that's the perfect place for us right now to be is just lifting up those prayers. So I invite everyone to uh, connect with me. Um, as I mentioned, my personal website is andesantis.com. Uh, there's a contact there. I'd love to hear your prayer intentions and leave them also for uh, the Nonatus Foundation at, uh, as I said, uh, org. Nonatus, St. Raymond Nonatus. So I want to thank you all for joining us for this wonderful presentation today from all the awesome guest speakers that we've had. They're all friends of mine. Um, I'm just so blessed. And I'm just offered to you today that if you're going through a rough time is to pass it on to someone else that you're, you're giving them that love. Pass on the compassion. Pass on the prayers. Pass on the friendship. So even if you're suffering right now, the best way that we can move on in faith, hope, and love is to love somebody else. Thank you so much. I offer you my prayers and have a blessed day. Well, the St. Raymond Donatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith is an expression and an application from the Mercedarian Religious Order. And what we do is outreach to families in crisis, and our initial mission is to families and individuals affected by divorce and separation. We're doing special outreach right now online. What we're doing is we are uh, having these monthly online support groups for you know, individuals who are affected by divorce and separation. The divorce group is on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we have another group at the end of the month, the last Thursday of each month, and that's at 8 o'clock at night uh, Eastern Standard Time for adult children of divorce. The focus of those groups are prayer, reflection, sharing in a safe place, and also attended by a Mercedarian friar and myself and guided by the teachings of the church.